I'm Michelle Broadbent and welcome to your Business Boost podcast. Join me as I take you behind the scenes to show you what it's really like to build a successful business. I'll be sharing practical tools, advice and insights that will change the way you work. So if you're ready to boost your business and your life, let's get started with today's episode. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Your Business Boost Podcast. I'm Michelle Broadbent and I am continuing on with the theme of business finance today. So if you heard last week's episode, I had a great chat with virtual CFO and my all-round finance guru, Hilary O'Dwyer. Uh, she shared some really great insights and tips for us as business owners to help us build businesses that are going to last us for the long haul, that are going to be here for as long as we want them to be so that we can, um, I guess, take the pain out of the finance function of our business. Because let's face it, unless this is something that comes very, very naturally to you, it is an area of business that does cause headaches for many a business owner. And we are fortunate to have wonderful women in the world like Hillary to highlight what we need to know, the things that we didn't know we needed to know. Um, And I've had some really great feedback from that episode. So thank you if you were one of those people who took the time to reach out and let me know what you thought. Hillary is also very thankful for the people who have taken the time to reach out to her as well. You know, that's why I love introducing you guys to amazing women like her because, um, you know, I know how wonderful she is and there are all sorts of incredible women in my life and I love love sharing them with you on this podcast. It's, you know, it's a real, it gives me a real kick. So um, speaking of giving a kick, I am giving you some tips today that are going to give you a little bit of a kick in your business. These are things that you can be doing over the next few weeks that are going to help you finish the financial year in as best possible position as you can. So these are actions that I have taken or am taking or plan to take or, you know, have taken in the past, but maybe not doing it this year. But these are all the things that I do to make sure that my business and my and, and my personal finances actually are in the best possible position for the end of financial year. Now, I want to caveat this episode by saying from the outset, I am not a financial advisor. I'm not an accountant. I am not a bookkeeper. I am a sole trader. I am a woman who has run my own business for over seven years. Prior to that, I've helped start and build two other businesses. So I have got experience doing this myself, but the information that I'm sharing with you today is not to be taken as personal financial advice. Please, with anything that I'm talking about today, if it is related to, you know, your tax obligations, your super obligations, that kind of thing, always check with a finance professional. Um, And if you don't have anyone in your corner, uh, just let me know. And I've got some incredible people that I can connect you with. Um, But this is all stuff that I do in order to set myself up to finish 
the financial year in a really good position, but also to start the new financial year in a really, really good place. And, um, you know, I'm pretty chuffed that I I do this each year and I, you know, I minimize how much I have to pay the tax department, which I think is always a good thing. I have way more money than any of us do. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of always my position. But also just to, like, I like having a financially healthy business. I like I like nice numbers on my on my PL. I I love, you know, I love it when I hit my magic number. I, you know, as much as I used to resist this stuff when I when I worked for someone else with my own business, I am very motivated by what the numbers look like. So any activity that I can do now that is going to make those numbers look better, I'm here for. And that's what I'm sharing with you today. So I am going to start by saying, this is your action for this week. If you haven't already done this, is to have a crystal clear snapshot of your business's current financial position. Now, you know, as I'm recording this, we're just finishing the end of May. So if you do a formal end of month process, then you will have this information to hand. If you don't, no judgment, but maybe that is something that you can consider implementing starting from 30 June, because um, having this information to hand, knowing exactly where things are um, from a financial point of view, and you know, Hillary talked a lot about this in last week's episode, once you have that visibility, then you can work out your action plan from there. So if you have not done that yet, pop some time in your diary this week, okay, before the long weekend to get that snapshot, to establish exactly where you are placed financially. What Look at all of the metrics that matter in your business and see where you're positioned. And then you can make a plan as to what needs your attention. And this could be anything, right? It could mean that um, you, you could say you might have money to spend. Like you could have a big chunk of change that if you don't spend it, you're going to get heavily taxed on that profit, right? So, you know, maybe then you can go, okay, well, I was going to, I was going to buy a new laptop. I was going to invest in a website upgrade. I was going to look at hiring a new team member. But once, you know, like, and I feel like I'm sort of repeating um, things that Hillary said last week, but once you have that that visibility, you can make those decisions, but you need to have that visibility first. On the flip side, you could realize that there's a ton of money owing to you. You know, there could be invoices that are outstanding and have been for three months. So the action that you're going to take is to call in those payments, right? And really, really put some emphasis on getting that money into your bank account to have that all cleaned up beautifully before the end of financial year. You know, other things, other activity that you could do to limit your tax obligations, right? And I'm not saying run around spending unnecessarily, all right? Um, But there could be things like subscriptions instead of paying monthly, you might want to flip those over to an annual payment to, to, you know, just 
spend a bit of money if it's there to be spent. Another thing that I always, always do at this time of year is I top up my super. So I always make sure that I pay the full amount that um, that I can. And if, you know, if there's any leftover, then I might put a little bit extra in, but I always make sure that I pay that full amount. And as, as sole traders, um, you would be absolutely mad not to because of the beautiful tax concessions that we get from paying that full amount. Now, as I said earlier, I am not a financial advisor. Speak to yours. But in one thing that I do know for absolute certain is that um, you need to pay that super like kind of now, do not leave it till the 30th of June because the super funds need to process the payments. And as you can imagine, at this time of year, everyone's doing the same thing. And um, in some instances, I mean, my, my super fund's pretty good, like they turn these payments around relatively quickly, but I've heard of, of payments taking like up to two weeks to be processed. So um, if you are going to make contributions to your superannuation, um, do it now, like this week. Okay, so something that is going to help you end the financial year really strong is to try and pull in as much revenue as you possibly can. So like I was saying before about you paying for things upfront for services that you use, flip that around and look to your clients as potentially being people that want to do that in their own businesses and therefore might want to pay you upfront for your services. So it depends on what your service offering is, but you know, could you get people to buy this side of the end of financial year for work that you are going to do for them next year? So um, if you know if you're a web designer and you've got people booked in to to do projects for them, you know, even if it's like a down payment or something like that. For me, I have got a lot of my um, clients who are on like monthly payment plans because at the beginning of the year when those payment plans started, they weren't in the financial position to, to do the big outlay. But now that we are approaching the end of financial year, um, some people are in a position where they do have that excess cash and are happy to spend it because they know that they will be able to claim it back. Now, not all service providers are tax deductions. I understand that. But um, I'm also looking at people in like, you know, the, the allied health space and that kind of thing. Um, it may be in your favor to charge up front pre-end of financial year, but you're never going to know that unless you ask the question. So find the most, you know, polite way to ask your clients if they would like to pay up front. Some service providers will offer a discount to do that. I'm not saying that you have to, but it, it's it's something to consider. If you would like a, a nice cash injection prior to the end of financial year where everyone's a winner, then yeah, maybe maybe a small discount or, or if you don't want a discount, adding some kind of bonus. So like, you know, if they pay for six sessions, they get a seventh session free or something along those lines. But uh, yeah, look for ways to get 
revenue paid up front. If that is going to put you in a good position, if you think that you're already going to have like huge tax liabilities, it might actually work in your favor to do the opposite. (laughs) So this, as I said, up front, this is not individual business advice. These are just some things that you could consider doing. Something that may get people over the line though to pay up front is if you let them know that you are going to do the next item on my list and that is to review your prices. Now, I know that a lot of people have already reviewed their prices this year. Every service provider in the land, every product in the land, everything is so much dearer than what it used to be. Um, And I feel like everyone's jumped on the reviewing of their prices bandwagon. But again, this is something that you do need to consider if your business is costing you a lot more to run. How are you covering that difference? Do you need to up your prices? Are you overbooked? Have you got a wait list? Um, Are you converting every single inquiry that comes through the door? These are all indicators that perhaps you do need to review your prices. So using the new financial year as that kind of line in the sand is always um, a very clean way of doing this and not unexpected when you let people know it's, you know, it's very normal business practice for those of you who find this stuff uncomfortable, you know, just saying as of 1st of July, the price for my blah is going to be X. Um, Great time of year to do that. And, um, you know, you could You could use that as a way of getting people to pay upfront because you can offer them the current financial year prices before the price increase next month, (laughs) July. Um, Yes, but, uh, you know, I think you need to, it comes back to having that finance, that, that business snapshot of exactly where things are in the business right now, how things are tracking, um, you, you know, seeing, looking at those numbers is going to uh, make this decision a lot clearer. So start there. So on that note of what your service is and how much you're charging, now is a really good time to examine your service offering. Could there be money leaks in what you are doing right now? Are you being efficient with your time? You know, if you're someone that that charges an hourly rate for your charge, for your, sorry, for your service, um, could you, could you get to the end result quicker so that you could book in more sessions per day and therefore earn more revenue? Um, could you, I've got a lot of clients that sell in kind of single session um, increments. So um, I'm looking at like uh, health professionals, for example, you know, it's like patient comes in, sees them, leave, you know, walk before they walk out the door, they're selling the next appointment and they're doing that over and over and over again. Is there a way in which you could package up your services? Is there ways in which you could partner with someone else to deliver a stronger service that could, you know, bring in more revenue? Like look for ways to do what you are doing in a more cost-effective 
manner. Now's a beautiful time to do that, um, you know, as part of this kind of review of your pricing and your services. And then um, the final thing from me, um, and again, I am not a financial advisor, but my God, do your tax return. It always gives me hives when I hear people say that like, you know, they haven't done their tax return for the last two years. Oh, I'm probably going to have to pay tax. So I just don't want to do it. Um, like a tax debt isn't the worst thing in the world. If you do owe the tax department money, it means that you've earned like really good money. So um, don't be scared of it. As Hillary said in last week's episode, the, the ATO is actually the cheapest bank in Australia. Um, but in saying that, if you've got a really good tax accountant, then they should like really, really minimize what your tax obligations are. That's their superpower. So um, make sure that you are claiming absolutely everything. Um, but you never know, like, you know, you might get, you might get a refund or you might, you, you might get, a nice little surprise or a little windfall or something there, but you're never going to know unless you actually submit your tax return. But don't give yourself a headache. Don't bury your head in the sand. Just get it done. Clear the slate. And then you know what you're working with next year. If there is a tax debt, you can work out a plan with the with the ATO to to pay it off, but you don't want to bury your head in the sand um, on this sort of stuff. So there you have it. These are the actions that you can take in your business this month to ensure that you finish the current financial year on a high. Don't leave all of this until the 30th of June. There's not an awful lot that can be done at the very last minute, but there sure as hell is loads that you can do as I have outlined in today's episode. Now, if this gives you anxiety if you are worried about how you are finishing the financial year. If you want next year to be even better than this year, then get in touch with me. I am currently doing power planning sessions um, with people. This is individual one-on-one planning sessions to get you set up for the financial year ahead. So this is where we create a tailored plan for you and for your business. So I will work through your ideas. I'll provide strategy, structure, connections, and all important accountability to help you bring your plans to life so that you change the way that you do business next year. I want to set you up for success and we can do that together. So get in touch. Best way to contact me is on email. It's michelle at michellebroadbent.com.au or you can go to my website, michellebroadbent.com.au. There's a contact form there that you can fill in. Uh, But don't be shy. Get in touch. Doesn't matter where you're located. I do these sessions um, in person, but I can also do them virtually as well. So um, have an amazing week. Uh, For those of you who have one next weekend, uh, beautiful long weekend, Um, but get in touch and let me know how this episode has helped you and the action that you are implementing to boost your business. Have a great week.